it ain't gonna be me! Welcome to the Ghost of Campaigns Past, an exploration of the stories that led to Quest Friends. I am Kyle, your GM, and for this Patreon-exclusive miniseries, we are going to take an exploration into the games that made us the role players we are today. And the first question is, this is not on Patreon. I mean, it is, but it's also on our regular feed. So how this is going to work is our first session is, uh, in a way... In order to celebrate the, and I shouldn't be rerunning things like this. I should just be going. So, uh, in order to celebrate, in order to celebrate our one year anniversary for the Patreon, we thought it'd be fun to do a small mini series. Uh, so, what's going to happen is every week that we don't do a regular episode, we're going to be releasing one of these, exploring uh, the process of us growing as role players, and also seeing how much of the stuff from the current campaign is stolen from old campaigns, which is most of it. Oh, no. And everything else is stolen from media. Hooray! Was this an elaborate plan to get me on the stand and confess my plagiarism? <laughs> Some Phoenix Wright bullshit ploy? Uh, no, but it is now. It. We're also going to... Uh, so, as I said, the first one is going to be open to everybody. So our third episode, which will presumably release in a month, uh, we are going to put a certain character on the stand and we are going to determine once and for all if he is truly Aegon Stormbreaker. Fuck you. Because <laughs> <laughs> Aegon is definitely based on one of Tom's characters. But that's a story for a different day. And let me just make my notes to... Um, episode iron gods i'm gonna have to dig up my episodes fan fiction aren't i put jonos on the stand <laughs> um tom has to phoenix write his way into convincing me he is not Aegon. include a sound effects that's gonna be the one scene that i like edit with sound effects will be tom gets to be um tom gets to be the defense uh, one of us will get to be the prosecutor, and we're going to determine once and for all, would Jonos have become evil? I love it. Yes. Did I say this was going to release every episode that a main episode... Uh, okay, so uh, again, how this is going to work is we're going to go through all of our uh, role-playing adventures together. Now, that's not going to be all of us all of the time, uh, especially early on. We're going to start with a small group, then get bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually all of us are included in doing regular sessions together. And we're going to release these every week that we don't have a regular episode. So hopefully every other week. But that's enough preamble. I don't know why I paused there. That's a <laughs> Dramatic effect. Burning the clock, Decker. This is a disaster. This is like episode one. Um, so uh, what we're going to do this episode is we're going to start at the start. I wanted to make sure we were all here for this first episode because it would be really weird if it was like Tom alone talking about his first role playing adventure. Just to the void like like it's a stream actually that could work as a stream stare it all began so long ago <laughs> 15 years now yes actually that's that's not even a lie it's just about 15 years since <laughs> i first had my encounter with role playing well yeah so tom that case 
15 <laughs> years ago just dl6 kicks in doo, 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 i have a nightmare <laughs> of dungeons and dragons <laughs> fuck it yeah so we're it what, was what you I... von karma <laughs> you dungeoned edgeworth's father's dragons <laughs> Ellie left the room. No, she didn't. She's just she fell. She fell beneath her desk. I just love no, the first. Just, just said dungeons and dragons. You said the correct pronunciation. No, Daddy, still that. <laughs> the problem is that I've been just replace the and in Dungeons and Dragons with your, and Hallie loses it consistently. It's just the name Dungeons and Dragons now. It's been generalized. <laughs> So anyways, we're going over our first sessions and how we got there. Uh, Tom, why don't you talk about the time... Why don't you talk about the first time someone dungeoned your dragons? <laughs> we're getting very personal now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the way you phrased it made it sound weird. Anyway, 15 years ago, uh, my youngest brother was born right around Easter. Um... Actually, it was on Easter that he and my mom came home from the hospital and my parents got me a gift around that time. They got me this boxed set, beginner set of Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 edition. I didn't have anyone really to play it with, but that didn't stop me from getting super excited about it and opening up the box and looking at the little miniatures and the dice and reading the little quick start rules. And there's a little adventure there and these like cardboard like dungeon tiles you can use as little maps. I just sort of played it with myself. So that's my first role playing session. I played Dungeons and Dragons alone like Dipper in that one episode. <laughs> The best TV Dungeons and Dragons episode, Dungeons, Dungeons, and more Dungeons. How does one play Dungeons and Dragons, a game designed for like three plus people alone? And that's not like, that's not really a joke. I'm genuinely curious how you play Dungeons and Dragons by yourself. Well, it's playing Dungeons and Dragons by yourself is no different than playing any other imaginary game by yourself. Mm. I just played the role of all four pre-gen player characters in the story and was, of course, also doing the stuff for the monsters. That's so cute. It's adorable. <laughs> I, it, like, it wasn't very mechanics-heavy because while the dice and the rules interested me, it, there's less point rolling dice against yourself, so I didn't, I didn't do that as much as just, like, pretending with them. <laughs> so basically, like, uh, a kid taking toys and slamming them against each other, but a little more organized. A little more organized. And, like, I got super excited, so I was begging my parents to get me more Dungeons & Dragons-related things, even though I still didn't really have anyone to play with, because my, my brothers were both really young, and I probably could have played with at least my dad, if not my mom, but they weren't quite as interested. They were a little confused by role-playing. They they liked games of many kinds, but role-playing has never quite been their thing. Um, they eventually supplemented it by getting me an old second edition D&D &D package for the Keep on the Borderlands module, which is a famous bit of old D&D &D lore that is now near and dear to my heart, because out of nowhere... <laughs> completely incompatible with the game I already had, I got this older version of D&D &D in this weirdly detailed, super dungeon crawly setting where it's just 
it was it, I just spent my time pouring over encounters and loot tables and the minutia of this one castle with no like there are almost no NPCs in that module. They spend so much time detailing the minutia of like how many silver buckles are in various rooms <laughs> around this castle and like where all the rooms go and how many guards there are and how tough they are. I guess if the players get bored and decide to go murder tourist. But there's nothing to fucking do there. There's like no quests or stories or people to talk to. Anyway, I I just used my characters from the 3.5 edition and just had them go through that game on their own. Did they sneak or did they kill? They mostly killed, but then I also got weirded out by all the killing. It felt weird. Oh. To do all this murder. This is so pure. This is such a good story. It's so cute. Anyway, by this point, my middle brother was also like interested in it, even though we couldn't really play normally. And eventually, I finally got these bad boys, the actual core rule books for 3.5 D&D. And I poured over them, learning their every secret, never to properly play them. <laughs> <laughs> Your it would be years after that before I actually played a real session. And that's when my mom bought me the Doctor Who tabletop role playing game. That's so cute. That sounds you, fun. Please tell me you have it. I need to play this game. It's it's in it's in Illinois. Oh, Tom, next time you go home, you're grabbing that and we're playing motherfucking Doctor Who in like role-playing form. I, I would play that. All right, all right, I'll go get Doctor Who next time I'm home. Yay! This, see, this was the first time I actually tried to arrange a real, actual session. Like, every everything before this was basically me just pretending and thinking, like, oh, man, this would be a cool adventure, or picking up the Dungeons & Dragons novels from the library, which used the <laughs> characters from the core role books. <laughs> so cute! It was an interesting time to be into D and D. We all, I also, that was also when I bought all my miniatures until my mom got pissed off at us and was like, "I'm not buying any more of this junk that you never play with." But I tried to, I tried to run a Doctor Who game for my mom and my two brothers, and it was really awkward because I didn't know what I was doing, and none of us really had an idea of what to expect. And I, I did that thing. I did a lot when I was inexperienced where I was like, okay, now have some time to like talk amongst each other as characters, do stuff. And everyone's just awkwardly like, uh, what, what do we do? Anyway, we didn't actually finish the adventure. I think I was running some sort of pre-made adventure from the box. Like there were a couple adventures that came with it. And one of them involved meeting Captain Jack Harkness at this fairground there was some kind of creature that was haunting it i don't remember the details i have to find these primary materials later well i'll give you credit tom for one thing you figured out a lot earlier than the rest of us that getting your role players in a room together and just saying now talk doesn't work like that's the thing that to this day even i sometimes mess up and do it but to this day one of the most common mistakes i see people do is just being like be friends. You're assuming I learned from this experience. <laughs> You're assuming I learned from this experience and didn't repeat my mistakes at Cornell. But that's a story for another time. Yes, a later story. Um, What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, The only other like 
pre-Cornell role-playing adventure is when I visited some friends in the UK. They were actually experienced role-players and ran a homebrew-like superhero setting, and that was the first time I was actually a proper player in a proper game. I was an earthbender. I was a good punch boy. (laughs) I did, like, really bad interrogations, and I think I tipped a tank. Nice. Like like a whale tank or like no no like a a tank tank a military tank oh uh, that's it. that's significantly like a cooler. whale tank <laughs> somebody like some super powered person stole a tank from a place and our team was just sent out to like stop them from joyriding around in this tank for some reason my first thought was you just went to aquarium and pushed a tank over and there were just all these little flesh, fish going blah, 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 I wasn't blah, playing blah, fucking blah, Harry Potter flopping on the fuck whales <laughs> I was some government jackbooted earthbender going around doing superhero stuff for the governments also we should and we'll men- we should mention this future times Cornell College that's where we went to college so when we oh, say yeah. Cornell that's what we're talking about yeah it's not the one in New York not the one in New York, as I'm constantly telling people. So many times. It's, so that so. is the university. It is the college. The col- I don't know why I'm defending Cornell College. We came first. <laughs> That's what I always say, and everybody always laughs. You gotta learn how to, like, say it all in one breath. <laughs> oh, I went to Cornell College in Iowa. You have to say it's small liberal arts school. Start with that. I always just throw out Iowa, and people instantly go... Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, where's that? A friend of mine from work once told me, why do you keep correcting people on this when they assume Ithaca? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I don't have a good answer for that. No, I mean, it's just because sometimes if you don't, then they start being like, yeah, so like the weather there, or if they're talking about random stuff, or like, apparently there's a rivalry. Oh God, that would be the darkest timeline. <laughs> you gotta get on the same page right away i worked on the student phones that was my little work study job oh fuck. so i would call prospective students and be like hey i'm from cornell and it happened once or twice that we had a whole conversation where they thought i was talking about new york <laughs> so then i learned very very fast to start it with cornell college in iowa and they were like oh and then some of them were like how is iowa it's <laughs> like it's fine it's fine it's fine it's flat the disappointment as as they get called by a less prestigious school. Yeah. <laughs> and then I had to just pretend that it didn't happen. Yeah. No, but it's happened like once, like a friend from my dad thought that I was from, from the other Cornell. And he was like, yeah, so this rivalry with this other school and talking about house football. And I was like, because eh, 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 I didn't want to like, like reveal the multi-layered confusion so I just... all right time to convert this to a cornell college podcast <laughs> listen cornell cornell university has a bunch of really cool things about it it's like you know an ivy league school stuff like that at cornell college we have a train oh it's so good though and we have a bridge that goes over that train eh? and a shoe tree eh? we have a shoe tree at, at, at... That's haunted. I have literally never heard of this train. What are we talking about? I never about? <laughs> went to the shoe tree. What? No one took me there. I never went to the shoe tree either. I put my shoes in the shoe tree after several attempts. I've seen the video of it. Yeah. But I've never been to the shoe tree. Yeah. Well, the first, I've been twice. And the first time was for creative writing. And it was with Kyle and it was with Gina. 
and they both had a crush on me and it was really awkward. <laughs> Oof. Well, it was it was a rough time and Ari could, can't throw shoes for shit apparently. No. We had such a long video of Ari I just trying to I love that video. Throw. It was I, so cute. I don't have very good athletic skills or I don't know what that would be. Um stats for throwing shoes. I didn't even try, so I'm really, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> But the train is really fun, though. You can, like, lay on the, on the bridge and hear the train come, and it looks like it's going to go over you, but it's not because you're in a bridge. So it's <laughs> only just, like, the adrenaline coming, and then it's like, oh, that's was fun. What we're saying is that Cornell College is one of those small colleges that pretty much everyone there is convinced that all you can do is drink, and uh, I don't think any of us did parties, so... I did one. I did a single party. Was that the party where you were mad about the Honors Society not picking you because you didn't lie enough about your volunteering? <laughs> no, I was just mad about that <laughs> in like a general way. Okay. What do you mean didn't lie about your volunteering? No, 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 no. We, we can't we can't deviate too far from the role playing. We topic. are halfway through this episode <laughs> and I am the only one who is gone. We are one third through. We have enough time to hear about this honor society. Oh, you mean the mortar board? Yes. Talk to us about mortar board. I was like invited to mortar board and I was like, cool, an honor society. That's the thing I care about because I'm a college student who needs to be validated. I had a 4.0 and I was in like all these extracurriculars. I was like the fucking model student for Mortarboard, but like they asked for volunteer experience. So I guess I wasn't really the model student because I didn't have any and I didn't lie about it because I'm a good person. So I didn't get into Mortarboard except for Thomas fucking Pitkin did and I will forever <laughs> hate him for it. I may or may not have played up my minimal volunteering yeah, experience. Because you just fucking lied like, like a liar. Vague statements that suggest that I really care about volunteering. Yeah, whatever. You're going to liar's jail. You I did not have a 4.0 so, in college. So Ari, uh, how did you get into role playing? Are we moving here now? Okay. We have to. <laughs> well, I first heard about role playing when I was a kid by an episode of Dexter's Lab which I've now, I look what it's called, and it's called D&D&D, or D&D-D, that's what it's called. And it's basically, <laughs> it's, basically, it's just like Dexter running a D&D game, but he sucks as a GM, as I now, now know, and then Dee takes over, and she just makes all of this random stuff up. And I learned about it, I was like, that sounds really cool, you roll dice, and you do really crazy things, and like, I really want to do that, and then I didn't have anybody to play with. Well... Actually, I didn't, first I didn't know it was a real game. Then I heard, I realized it was a real game. I was like, I want to play this thing. But I didn't have anybody to play. And then, first time I role played was when I was in like, first year of high school, I think. Basically, just like this random high school friend was like, hey, I'm running a Star Wars like campaign. Do you want to join? And I was like, I have no idea what that means. But I'm pretty sure it's the Dexter's Lab thing, so I'm going to go. <laughs> I don't know what Star Wars means, but I'm pretty sure it's Dexter's Lab. <laughs> well, no, the campaign thing. <laughs> Though I, I also want, I'm not really into Star Wars, so yeah. I don't remember much of that campaign. I think it was from the jet. I, I don't know even what system it was, really. Um, but I learned that making a character takes longer than one thinks, because we made the character there, and that took longer than the actual role play um but we also were like five people so it took really long and then so i ended up all i remember is i made an ethorian yes and that's the only species of star wars that i know the name 
of it's an Ithorian because I was an Ithorian. The goodest fucking boys in the galaxy, the Ithorians. <laughs> Always play an Ithorian. They were so cute. They had like the two eyes. Like a, I've like played that. an Ithorian in every single Star Wars role play I've been in, which is oh my god. Two... No, that That's... I've been three and I was a human in that one shot. But but the two campaigns I've been in. I was Nephorian. Yeah, I just really like them. They're all really cute. I love their little like flat faces. They're like a like a hammerhead. Yeah, yeah. They were called hammerheads in like the old script stuff because the Ithorians were just like a background weird looking alien in the original trilogy. Yeah. And it was, I think it was the role playing system that gave them the name. Oh, I didn't know that. Because the creators of the game system were like, M maybe I don't think a species would willingly call themselves <laughs> hammerheads. That sounds like a slur. Let's give them a real name. <laughs> And the Lucas people were like, yeah, that sounds good. Sure. I mean, that was that's that was Lucasfilm's response to literally everything before it was bought by Disney. It's like, hey, you want to make this this? All right, yeah, sure, that's canon now. It's like, uh, Sir George, that contradicts literally five different stories, all of which contradict each other. Listen, it may, it'll work. Oh, like through parallel timelines? No, it just, it all happened. All at once. He was trying to prepare us in some way for the death of canon. It's fine. So Ari, yeah, you're Ithorian. Yeah, tell me tell me about the character. What was yeah. what, like what was so, their name? What were they like? What was the story? Yeah, so all I remember of my character is that she was a female. I don't remember her name because I basically just picked it up from the book. I was like, <laughs> this is a book's names Ithorians have, and I just grabbed the first name. I was like, here it's her name. Um, I first intended her to be a peace, like, peaceful character because I read that Ithorians were a peaceful creature. <laughs> but then, um, I, during the campaign, I was the one that rolled the best for all of the combat things. Wow. And I remember, <laughs> no, I, I know, it's true. And, and, and so I ended up being, like, the murdered tourist of the party. What a fucking humble brag. And there was another Ithorian, and he was playing more as a peaceful character. So I was like, well, yeah, this is, this is fun. I just imagine your character over, like, corpses of their enemies, like, holding a sword, just like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Just Edgeworth looking down at the smoking gun. <laughs> I can make a Photoshop of that with an Ithorian head and that can potentially be <laughs> yes, yes, please. the image for this episode. Yes. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't remember. I didn't also didn't know anything about Star Wars, really. Um, like I hadn't even watched the movies. And I remember when I watched that, like, part when they're in the canteen or whatever, and I saw an Ithorian just like really quickly pass. I was like, oh my God, there it is. That's your boy. But I remember that. We had a toxic player that now I can recognize as that, that just played a Jar Jar Binks species. Ugh. And was, as you would imagine, it was. It just kept jumping on top of everybody. And I thought that the, the species was smaller than it was. And I was like, wait a second, that's okay. And then there was another character that was like General Art Akbar, that, that species. Amon Calamari. Yes, that, Amon Calamari. And I think his name was something uh, like, that was a, 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 that was a pawn for that. And he was, I remember he had just woken up from like cryostasis and he was a really angry boy because of that. He was really grumpy the whole time. And, and I remember that. I don't remember the plot. I just remember the characters. And then I remember that we ended up on a cliffhanger because the Mon Calamari character broke a thing in the ship that like make it like have an alarm of like this will self-destruct. And we had like ships or something firing at us. And a character that was wounded, and it was like everything was awful and terrible. And then the DM was like, "Okay, it's getting late. 
we'll continue this later and then we never did <laughs> so i think it's canon that our ship just exploded and everybody died kyle you're muted i can't hear you you're muted kyle oh i was talking to emily about charlie oh. snoring which is so loud i think it's gonna pick up on the audio there's oh, just no. gonna be this weird it's going to be a good no. thing, Charlie snoring into our Here, podcast. I'm just gonna. No, just leave it there. It'll be. Oh, are you want to get it closer? So you yeah, can I was yeah, get yeah, it yeah. Closer. Yeah, get it closer so everyone can hear. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. It's darling. <laughs> you put the mic up. <laughs> I do not hear it. <laughs> I did hear it. But yeah, so that was my first role playing experience. After that, basically, I didn't get to roleplay again because it was around the time when I just, you know, had my whole going to the US thing and everything and I didn't have who to play with. But I always remembered it because I was like, I want to play this again. And I felt really bad that like we just never continued the session because I was invested on our ship not blowing up, but I think it did. And then when I was in high, in like the, my third year of high, well, it was like, it was when the last movie of the Harry Potter franchise was about to come up. And because of that, I found a roleplay game on Facebook. Like this was one of the written ones, right? Yeah, that was my, my written roleplay, which I guess counts kind of as a roleplay. Like it wasn't... Forum-based roleplaying counts. Yeah, they were roleplaying the last year of the Harry Potter series with your own inserted fanfic characters into the story. <laughs> and for the sake of brevity and time, we could go into depth about like, you know, the story and what happened. We but could. I feel like primary materials are really important uh, and, and they're going to be a thing we're going to use on the show whenever possible. And Ari, if I remember correctly, you have a few primary materials uh, from from this uh, written role play, don't you? Well, I have a lot because... As I say, it's a Facebook roleplay, so you could technically... And and I was never... I've been trying to delete the pages of all of my characters <laughs> since the thing finished, and I haven't been able to. I click delete, and Facebook is like, it will delete, and then it doesn't delete. And I sometimes get like notifications of people liking my page, and I'm like, why are you liking this page? Please don't get in. It's just... Well, maybe it's... Maybe it's still good. Let's jump in and find out. Ari, uh, uh, we're on Zoom. Can you share your screen? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I've been waiting the past half hour for this. Well, so <laughs> it's just really What the fuck? It's really embarrassing. It's just... Um, Zachary <laughs> Baker! Zachary Baker! <laughs> Why is he a shirtless man with yard clippers? <laughs> because that's what he needs to be! Was that, I don't know. I am really embarrassed about it. His like, coaches was that he wasn't wearing a shirt. I don't know. He definitely looks like if you extended that photo, you would see a dick. It just looks like well, an image no, from a porno. From, I also was really into Desperate Housewives, so... Anyways, Ari, what is what was the first quote we were greeted with? Uh, in fact, Ari, I I won't make you read this first one. Um, Tom, I feel like you would do very well at at reading reading this. Would you please read? You want me to read that main one on there, not the one below? Yeah, not the one below. <laughs> oh my God, he actually killed a student. I can't believe it. <laughs> Punches a wall. This is so edgy and I love it so much. He was very edgy. He was a Hufflepuff boy. I knew the second I saw him, he was a Hufflepuff boy. A shirtless Hufflepuff yeah. boy. And I was like, yes, this is, he, I just, this is everything I need it to be. Uh, yeah, he was very angsty. And yeah, I, I, I've tended to gravitate towards really angsty characters. Well, I, I still do, but. I was going to say, 
Misha, everybody. Misha is not the exception. Misha is no, like... No, but Misha is the less angsty of... Well, they are not as angsty as other like, victims that I Misha, have. the angstiest story in Quest Friends... Oh my god. ...is the least Are you sure? Character. I feel like we all have our angsty times. That's true, yeah, but, but this... Ari was the only one who came in with the, listen, here's how I want my memories to begin. Intro the first scene from Misha's memories. Objection, your honor. My backstory got rejected for being too edgy. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to beat a guy with your bare hands or with, with your my staff? Strong or glass staff. staff. <laughs> Just bludgeon him. A man chooses <laughs> oh no what just happened i'll show you the scene afterwards i'll show you it afterwards it's a very good scene bioshock's a good game up until you face andrew ryan then it's not good so just stop playing at that point so we're we're 40 minutes in. We can't meander on this too long. We'll take a few images and uh, Ari, if you could take some snapshots, we'll put them uh, for Patreon folks like on a post. Um, uh, explain the fan fiction. Oh my God. I think that's the perfect summary of this. It's, it, okay. So this was some deep lore. It, it, it ended up going past the Harry Potter timeline and somebody made one afterwards that was purely, purely fan fiction. Basically, I don't know, I'm not gonna go into it because it was not great. But basically, my character ended up dying later on because I went, I, I made him go into like a place to rescue his kids. And he was like a fugitive from the government, whatever. But then I forgot to type that my character disseparated after he went and caused destruction on the place. And because I didn't type it on time, then they caught him. And so they killed him off. <laughs> And everybody was yelling at me, oh my god, uh, type it. I was like, what's happening? And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so the wizard cops came, and what happened when you were caught by the wizard cops? They basically said he was like sentenced to death or something. And then I, it was my first time that I had a character die. And so I wrote uh, a thing about, you know him dying and it was very edgy and very angsty and i actually am really embarrassed about it do, do should i x card this on behalf of ari <laughs> i don't know maybe i like i don't know i'm gonna x card the fanfic okay we won't we won't go into the realm of fan fiction we've already yeah, you can put it on the patreon it's just not reading it out loud so that i don't feel as bad Oh, upload it on the Patreon? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, so we'll upload it on the Patreon. You'll see a post with that story, or at least a few snippets. Yeah, so that I, I don't have to listen to it read. Yeah, that post will be publicly available, as will some images. So primary docs are going to be uh, posted on the Patreon page for this, which you can find linked below. But since we aren't going to listen to Ari's angst, let's listen to a different brand of angst. The God's Tongue. There was no beginning just as there will be no end. For it was not those who harnessed the darkness that could control it, but those that became the darkness itself. And there was a great dispute between light and dark. I create life, light reminded dark, while you only create death. That is true, dark responded, but the life that remains lives as it was intended to. The crow has had many meanings over time, but beware that 
which is covered in darkness and seized with blood, for her master is soon to follow. What the fuck did I mean I by that? I can't believe you just leaked the script to Kingdom Hearts 4. What the <laughs> fuck did I mean by Dream that? Dream drop chains of distance. I, I don't understand. I literally don't. Okay, so I'm going to share my screen so you can all see what I'm looking at. Again, I'll I'll throw this up so you all can see it. Let me... I think what you meant was just let me try to think of things that sound really deep and metaphorical. In my defense, it was kind of an intentional part of the plot. Yeah. Um, so my experience with role playing uh, was kind of twofold. So I actually started by getting into the written role plays like Ari did. We had uh, two role play. There were so there were three. There was one that was like a superhero thing that never really got off the ground. There was one that was. This thing that Ari and I actually have some quotes from um, where we were going to do this. Honestly, I still think it's kind of cool. This like weird experimental thing where basically the timelines would diverge every couple of days real time. And so eventually people would be playing like four alternate universe versions of themselves. So they would be able to explore like different ways the story could have gone with the same characters and seeing how they diverged. It wasn't really viable, but it was it was a cool idea. And I actually still have the notes here. Like uh, there was this figure called the Clockmaster. So the Clockmaster knows all, including whether or not you've read the rules. So fucking read the rules. The last part isn't in there, but it's implied. One thing just says the rules of the game might change because <laughs> deal with it, I guess. Uh, but the last one was this thing where it was like this um sky pirates thing it was like the steampunk sky pirates thing and i was like i'm gonna make a villain and i never watched game of thrones well i watched a little bit but i was coming up with a name and our and somehow i knew that valar morghulis meant all men must die so i'm like huh morghulis that sounds like a fun name honestly it still does but so i had this big evil pirate man named morghulis he was gonna have this backstory which had a lot of bad stuff with it like parental abuse that was unnecessary and weird oedipus complex stuff uh essentially but he was a little dweeb in an iron man suit everyone thought he could do magic but really he just had an iron man suit and he like would walk around being like woo, and people were like there's a ghost on his ship but really it's just him because he's a he's a skinny dude who <laughs> is malnourished and wears an iron man suit <laughs> That's not a ghost. That's a skinny man. Uh, but he read from this thing called the Blackwater Gospel, which is named after the Backwater Gospel, an extremely grim, dark YouTube video. It's so dark that I to this day still like because of its animation. Well, it ain't gonna be me. <laughs> it's good. We're I'm gonna I'll link that there too. God. Anyways, the point of the story is there was a children's book in the universe called the Blackwater Gospel. But he got real into this kid's book as a kid. And it was a real dark kid's book because it said shit like that. Or until the blood of the prophet leads the undertaker on her mission. Or um, he would rise consuming humanity whole and shaping it into its true intended form. Uh, and he was just like, cool. This is my philosophy now. As an adult man, I'm just going to carry this very, like, this German children's book around and spew its terrible dark philosophy. Uh, let me see if there's any other good quotes. In the light they danced in blood and praised their chains, and only the dark could bring true freedom and repay the blood in kind. Dang souls. I, I genuinely can't tell if that's good or that's bad, because I don't understand it. 
I don't understand any of your lines, if I'm being perfectly honest, but I like all of them. You should have been hired <laughs> by either Square Enix or From Software. This could easily be some, some like, weird Dark Souls NPC spouting nonsense. Honestly, it feels like I just took it from some, like, ye old <laughs> fantasy novel. I think my favorite is the one that has a slash in the middle of two words. So it says, hit away their greatest truth slash nature and desires. <laughs> When I can't when I can't decide something, I will do two words and I'll put a slash in and I'll be like, I'll figure it out later. I never figured this so one. So that's out. implied. This children's book was like, I don't know which one's better. Fuck it. Clearly, there's <laughs> a slash. Clearly, you were just setting up for control and the pyramid slash board always <laughs> speaking in slashes because they're just weird thought beings that are not speaking words. Anyway, so like with all my work, honestly, this could be the worst thing in existence, and I would still claim it's good. <laughs> It, that is my response to embarrassment is just being like, oh, no, this is good. Fuck you. Everything I make now is what's bad. Like, I'm genuinely looking at this and I'm like, I couldn't write this now. What happened to me? Why can't I write this like nonsensical bullshit? What happened to me? I can't write Dark Souls anymore. FromSoft will never hire me. Okay, so eventually down the road, I read a comic called Darson Droids. It's recommended by a college friend. It is a comic which is pretty fun. I haven't read it in years, but it takes the Star Wars series and interprets it like a role-playing session. So it just does lines of dialogue over folks. And I really liked it. I'm like, oh, so this is just like freeform storytelling. So then I did my first one shot. I was real excited. I had a thief who always changed his name. It was like, first name was always started with B and last name always started with S. So it meant BS. Yeah. You know, like it could be like Ben Stillman or, uh, I don't know, Beatrice Stillwater. Fuck you. That was an intentional reference. I know. When I when I named Beatrice Stillwater, that is. That was an intent, a very intentional I reference. I know, because you gloated about it afterwards for such a long time. Kyle loves to gloat when he gets to reveal things. It's true. And I was real excited. It was a one shot. Hallie was there. She had a bat companion named Chitters. Chitters! Tom was some like wolf man cop. I was a half orc who was <laughs> themed after Bigby Wolf. Okay, what were you, Ari? I don't remember exactly. I mean, I remember that I, I think I was a, either a cleric or a warlock or something. You were a dwarven cleric of the goddess of lust. Yes, but it was because it had like a lot of trickery into it. I remember she had a whip, so it came out wrong, and I realized <laughs> that too late, and I was like, alright, I'm wrong. So Guess I was what I was. <laughs> Not there? <laughs> Miserable and in high school. <laughs> oh. oh. That was sad. So, I thought it was funny. No. So I was real excited. I had my chaotic neutral boy because I hadn't realized at that point that I am doomed to play chaotic good characters till the end of time. And I was like, all right, time to go tell a story with friends. And the game was Pathfinder. Yeah. <laughs> Hallie, how did you get into role playing? Um, I was eating lunch one day and Tom was there and he was like, I've done this thing called role-playing before, and I have a book that I'd really like to play with some friends. Anybody want a Dungeons and Dragons? I did not he say those say words. That. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm- I- You didn't say that! <laughs> we've known each other for, like, getting- getting close to ten years now. It's been, like, eight years. And you still laugh at all of your jokes. 
really hard. <laughs> so Dan was at lunch and he was like, that's role playing. And everyone else there was like, wow, that sounds like fun. And I was thinking, eh. But then Tom was <laughs> describing like character creation. I think you could tell that I was like, eh, because I wasn't saying anything. And he was like, look, here's a build where you can play a Disney princess. And I was like, all right. So then I built that Disney princess and I played her not that well, and but I did it. What was this Disney princess who we will hear a lot about next episode? Um, well, her original name was Anastasia Vominor because Vominor is Romanov backwards <laughs> and she's named after Anastasia Romanov. But then I was like, that's boring, Hallie. What if you went with like Brackleberry? Because that was the first word I thought of after Vominor. I actually remember that slightly differently. I feel like what? I turned down Vominor. And eventually you wore me down to Brackleberry. No, you turned down. I was like, hey, can she have a Rapunzel braid? And you thought I meant an actual Rapunzel braid that was like down to an unreasonable length of hair. And I was wondering why you were like, you can't have a Rapunzel braid because I meant like a normal length braid, but looks like Rapunzel's hair if it had been cut to a normal length. And I was like, DM's already clipping my wings, man. Like role playing sucks. (laughs) Come on, I can't even even give her a braid. I'm so sorry. And then you cleared that up and you were like, oh, I imagine something else. And I was like, cool. I can have the (laughs) hair that I want that affects literally no mechanics at all. I'm so excited to listen to next episode and just hearing about the first big campaign Tom ran and how he got worn down to oblivion by it. <laughs> yeah. But before we do that and before we talk about uh, what future episodes hold, we have one person left. So it me. Emily, your first session is also going to be something that we're going to talk about in detail later on. So instead of focusing on that session, I want to focus on how did you get into the role playing? So I I don't even remember where I heard about it first. I don't know when, like, I'd wanted to do it for so long, years and years, probably early, mid-high school. I wonder, okay, don't make fun of me too much. I was on Deviant a lot, art, <laughs> Deviant Art a lot. Who wasn't? Who among us wasn't? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some good stuff on Deviant. Okay, yeah. I just know there's been some... There's <laughs> The internet doesn't always look fondly on DeviantArt. Listen, the one thing that's made fun of the most on DeviantArt is the Sonic fandom. And as part of the Sonic fandom, I have nothing to say. There's nothing more to say there. (laughs) I think that I had seen someone drawing their party and... That may have been where I learned about it. But in any case, I'd wanted to do it for years and years. And I would try to like listen in on chess and games and stuff sometimes in college to see if they would be playing things. But I was also (laughs) like too scared to talk to anyone in it too. (laughs) So it was it was like, oh, I'll never find anyone to play with because I was (laughs) too scared to find anyone to play with. But but. Here's the thing. I would hear about Kyle and his friends playing role-playing games. And I would always be like, oh, I want to play so bad. I'm going to, like, mention something about how cool that sounds. Emily, I need to point out, before Emily and I started dating, she somehow thought all of us were cool. (laughs) What do you mean before we started dating? It's true. for, For a considerable while afterwards. Yeah. She knows better now. Yeah. Hilarious. Emily was like, 
Ari's so cool cool and intimidating. Well, not you. Hallie's so cool and intimidating. Tom's nice. (laughs) I thought he was cool and intimidating, too. And then I met him and I was like, you're a nerd. (laughs) You know what? What stings the worst is how hard Hallie is laughing at that right now. (laughs) Okay, Hallie was by far the coolest out of all of you, I thought, because Tom was... I don't know. He was a human disaster. I heard about Tom (laughs) (laughs) and how he was like in grad school and a total nerd. And that sounded like cool, but not cool, you know? But Hallie was like, (laughs) she had like an editing job and she was graduated and doing artsy not artsy like visual art but like writing creative stuff with kyle and like she sounded so cool and grown up and like i thought some of that about ari but the distance was toned down because i had met her because Ari and I were uh, in the same year. Tom and Hallie were a year above us. And I started hanging out a lot with Emily at the end of the year when Tom and Hallie uh, left. Yeah, I never got to meet Emily. I until, didn't like... meet either of you. Yeah. Yeah. But in any Emily, case. Emily only knew us because, and I've got to drop this factoid. The only reason we're all friends is because we started a group chat to bash the movie Book of Life. Because <laughs> Ari and I saw it and we fucking hated it. And I knew that Hallie and Tom also hated it. So we opened a group chat. I'm very glad we reconnected over that group chat because that movie was fucking terrible. But also I have a lot of feelings about that movie. We saw that for my birthday and it was like the worst. Yeah, it it brought our friendships back together before we could drift apart over many years. So thank you, Book of Life. And also Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom, Book of Life started the ignition. Sonic Boom kept it going. Which is why, to this day, our group chat is called Sanic. Sanic. Anyway, so you started dropping hints, Emily? Yeah, well, I would just... They weren't even really hints, because I was still also too intimidated to, like, say anything that... I didn't want it to sound like a hint. (laughs) So I would just say, wow, that sounds so cool, and... (laughs) And then you kept not asking me to do things. In my defense, I wasn't running anything. I was in games. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess that maybe like I'm too, I might be just too weird. He doesn't want to introduce me to his cool friends. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but we're not cool. <laughs> like, not, not <laughs> I thought you were. I know. That will forever astound me. That and you I ever was terrified that. when we played that game. I was so scared. But I finally, it, all all this aside, all this stuff you're going to cut, I was dropping hints that were all too subtle for <laughs> anyone to realize they were hints. You were just too good at it. <laughs> and then finally, I, I don't know, did I actually drop actual you, hints or did you just invite I, me? I don't know if you told me, but I definitely invited you because I started running sessions Yeah, in like... Early 2016, about a year before Quest Friends started. Shit, really? I don't know why I'm putting on this voice, but that is a story for many, many weeks down the line, because in the period of time between when Tom had his first big role-playing session and Emily had her first 
session with me. I can't really call it big. I don't want it was, it was big for me. And Emily had her <sighs> first uh, big session. There are many campaigns and many characters in between. So what we're going to be doing over the course of the next couple of months is we're going to be filling in the blanks, going over those characters and stories and how I shamelessly stole from every single one of them to make quest friends. If you're interested in this series, it is going to be released every week, every Monday. We do not have a Quest Friends episode, so the next one should be in two weeks, assuming I keep to my schedule. It will be available to every single person who subscribes to us on Patreon because this is a big celebration. It felt appropriate to give it to everybody who's subscribing. And so if you're interested in listening to our next episode, which will star... Anastasia Brackleberry and the Brackleberry coup, which was an actual, real, genuine role playing campaign. Yeah, it was. That I just stole. Yeah, you did. If you want to hear about that coup and all the ways in which it is different from how it actually manifested in Quest Friends, you can subscribe to us on patreon.com slash questfriends where it is available right spanking now. If you subscribe, the most recent post will be The Ghost of Campaigns Past, Episode 2, Tom's Numenera. Or you can follow a link at the bottom of this episode to go to the specific page that includes all that bonus content, pictures, more weird cryptic notes from the Blackwater Gospel, and that juicy, tender fanfiction. You can find all of that at the link below. And then, again, if you're interested in the series, please support us on Patreon. We have pretty cool goals coming up. In fact, our next goal is when we get 50 subscribers, we're going to do something like this, but on an ongoing basis, so it won't just be this mini series it'll just be a thing that we do and i really had fun doing this it was nice to have a nice casual didn't have to prep a whole lot done in an hour uh session for once in my life um <laughs> yeah thank you so much for listening our intro and outro song is the man who rocked the world by miracle of sound i chose it because i've wanted to use it for years in a podcasting format and I just gave up and used it now. I really like that song. It's such a good song. Miracle of Sound is so freaking good. I've gotten a lot into Miracle of Sound. Any final thoughts before we wrap up for today? Uh, I, I, I want to I shout something weird like buy our merch, support us on Patreon. We don't have merch. Smash that like button, ring the notification bell. Play some rules. <laughs> Dungeon those dragons. Oh my God. Can we turn that into our YouTuber call to action? What's up, Quest friends? It's your boy, Kyle Decker, here to dungeon some dragons. Make sure make sure you roll the play to make to make sure you're you subscribed to all our content. Did you please?